This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. And you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How are we doing? How are we doing? And welcome to episode 140, episode 140 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a great weekend. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team, some awesome podcasts like Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, The Marky P Show, Eat the Damn Cake, Those Girls You Know, Drinks After Work, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Let's Be Clear with Kayla, Burnt Toast, It's Always Something with JD, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Music You're Missing, and a brand new podcast that just started last week, maybe two weeks ago, called A Chance to Strive. So go check that out on all your favorite podcast applications. Of course, we got Big Night Breaks, part of the Big Night Media team, Chris Costa, Timmy Tens, doing sports card breaks on the Whatnot app. You can also check out their brand new card store down at Patriot Place. Great time had by all. Went down there yesterday, checked out the store. Very, very cool. Really happy for Chris and Timmy Tens only. And, oh yeah, you can go to BigNightShop.com, click the Big Night Media tab, click the Banner Banter tab, get some Banner Banter Podcast merch until, when is it? Yeah, until November 19th, you can use the code FALL20 for 20% off. So get a discount code, support the brand. Thanks so much. Let's talk about some Boston Celtics basketball here. Last week... They played three games. They went 2-1. and one. They should have gone 3-0, and and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But they beat the Raptors 104-88. Then they beat the Bucks in overtime, 122-113. to And then they lost the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday night, 81-79. to Just, ugh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. This week, they have the Cavs again tonight. If you're listening on Monday, if you listen on Tuesday, go check out, I don't know, ESPN.com or your favorite sports app to see if they won or lost. They also are playing the Hawks on the road in Atlanta on Wednesday, and then they're back for a few home games against the Lakers and the Thunder. Currently, they are in last place. They are 6-7. and seven. They are in last place in the Atlantic Division and 10th overall in the East, which means we would qualify for the play-in tournament. All right. Banner 18. Let's talk about the wins before we dive deep into the Cavs' loss. The Celtics did finally get their first home win of the year last Wednesday night against the Toronto Raptors. The Time Lord was unreal in this game. He just dominated both ends of the floor. Already had a double-double at halftime. He was rebounding the ball very well. Took full advantage of the fact that Chris Boucher or Boucher, Boucher, however you pronounce it, he wasn't out there. Pascal Siakam, I don't know, he just doesn't look like he's the same guy anymore. I I know he just came off of an injury. I think this was like his second or third game back from his injury that he had during the offseason. And for a guy who was a former All-Star and the way that we saw him play in the bubble, 
I don't know. I just feel like he's not the same guy anymore. Maybe it's because Kyle Lowry's not around. I don't know, but he was great. And Time Lord has like grown up in front of our eyes. Some of the things that he has said over the past week or two really shows that like I think he's trying to embrace the leadership role, really take notes from Al Horford. Like he has said some things like after the Cavs lost the other night, he's like, we can't do this shit anymore. He literally like said something along those lines. Love that he's so upfront about it. Love that he's frustrated about it. Because when you think about the time where the first couple of years while he was in the league, everyone's like, this guy doesn't care. He's lazy. It's whatever. And that's not the case anymore. I think he's been very underappreciated this year. And even from me, and we all know that I'm Time Lord's biggest fan after Chris Forsberg. If you guys watch NBC Sports Boston uh, before every game or after every game, he, Chris Forsberg is without a shadow of a doubt Time Lord's number one fan. But I've always loved the Time Lord. And Rob Williams has been great this year. Very underappreciated. The last, I mean, to be honest with you, if it. If it wasn't for someone else, which we'll talk about uh, in probably about three or four minutes, if it wasn't for someone else, he probably would have got stud of the week this week. No no doubt about it. Sorry for the big tease there, but he, he, Time Lord's been really, really good. He really has, and I'm really happy for him, and I hope it can continue. He's staying healthy. He's growing up. He's doing some things to his game that I really love. He had some fantastic, fantastic dunks in the Cavs game, including one at halftime that Marcus Smart, it was a hell of a pass by Marcus Smart, dunked it, he fell down and was on the floor, and I was like, oh god, of course he's hurt, but no, not the case, so job well done. Another job well done was Jason Tatum in this uh, Raptors win, and he almost had a triple-double, I think it was like 27, 11, and 7, or 25, he had like 11 rebounds, 7 assists, and insert 20 worth 20 some odd points worth in in that mix but he was a big time playmaker in this game sure at one point he missed like seven or eight shots in, in a row me his i don't know if it, it might be the basketball because this year they went from spalding to wilson and maybe it's the basketball maybe i'm trying to s- stretch out the fact that i don't want jason tatum to be in a shooting slump anymore it's so annoying but maybe 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 it's the basketball so i don't know if he has to sleep with it uh, shower with it, you know, when, when I was in high school, I slept with like a basketball or in middle school because I loved the, the sport so much, but so maybe it's the basketball, I, again, I don't know, but Jason Tatum got others involved early in this game, which really helped the, I was going to say the Lakers because I'm so focused on the Lakers game because I hate the Lakers so much, but in all honesty, if we're going to be completely honest with each other, Jason Tatum getting other people involved really helped expand the lead over the Raptors, and Guys are hitting their shots. Romeo Langford hit a couple corner three-pointers, which is obviously very important, especially if teams aren't going to respect him because teams shouldn't respect him. But, you know, he he's hitting some open shots, so that was good to see. And then um, he was able to the, – the thing that I loved about Tatum was he was able to drive and dish versus drive, throw up a stupid shot, and then, you know, guess what? He misses it, complains about a foul, and then we hate everything again. So I was really happy with how Tatum played as a playmaker. And then the rest of the week, I think he only had three assists in the two games. I think he had one assist against the Cavs and two against the Raptors or something along those lines. So it was fun while it lasted. The Bucks game, ugh, fun game. Love the new jerseys, by the way. If you don't love the new Celtics jerseys, there's something wrong with you because the front of the jerseys represents the old 50s and 60s teams that we know, really probably know nothing about minus all the banners that we see. The back where, where with the name, that's like the Larry Bird 
warm-up jackets and then there's actually if you zoom in there's actually smoke on the side of the shorts which is a tribute to red arback how can you be upset about that i don't get it now i would like to see him in white instead of green but i don't understand how you can be upset about those and the and the warm-ups oh 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 the warm-ups are great i love them i love them but this bucks overtime game it was cute it was adorable but like they didn't have Giannis, they didn't have chris middleton they didn't have divincenzo they didn't have Brooke Lopez, but Dennis Schroeder did drop 38 points in that game. He was absolutely phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Like, if he's playing like he's very angry for being so dumb for turning down a contract, I'm here for that. I'm here for it all year. Marcus Smart played his best game of the year without a shadow of a doubt, no questions asked, his best game of the year, got people involved, making shots, good defensive plays. It was like, what Marcus Smart should be doing every single night if you're going to be paying him that much amount of money? But he doesn't do that, which is annoying. Tatum shot finally looked like maybe he was getting back into rhythm, like Stella got his groove back type of thing. And then obviously the Cavs game happened and that wasn't a thing. But like the Celtics didn't take a free throw for the entire first half. Why? How? I don't get it. Like who, what, where, when, why, how? How how was that even possible? They didn't have their starting center. Brooke Lopez wasn't playing in this game. How do you not take a free throw for an entire half of basketball? I don't think they took one until like the two and a half minutes into the third quarter. How? Like, are you that afraid of Bobby Portis? Are you that afraid of his eyes? I don't, I, 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 ooh, I don't get that. That's so frustrating. What is, what is wrong with attacking the hoop and getting hit and going to the free throw line and trying to get into a rhythm and see the ball go in? I don't get that. It's so annoying so annoying but not as annoying as blowing a 19 point lead to the cleveland cavaliers what an embarrassment like for this i mean for the second straight game the celtics came out firing in the third quarter i loved it you're like okay good luck milwaukee no shot and then oh yeah good luck Cavs, no shot we're coming out in the third quarter and then it just stops and i know there wasn't jalen there wasn't al there wasn't josh they were all missing but you're up 19 to the Cavs, and Listen, the Cavs have some talent. This Mobley kid from USC, I think he was like the fourth pick in the draft, fourth or fifth pick in the draft. Kid's super talented. He really is. I don't want to compare him to KG, but like he's got like KG's length. He can rebound like a young KG who, you know, right when KG was playing for the Timberwolves out of high school in the early 90s. He can shoot jumpers. He can shoot over you. And he's a really good shooter too. I was very impressed with him. I mean, Garland's pretty good. But, like, I just don't understand why this Boston Celtics team can't execute. They they weren't able to do it with Brad Stevens. They can't do it now. Is it the system? Is it the players? Like, it, I, I don't know what it is. Like, what is wrong with them? Like, seriously, I need answers because I, I, I can't figure it out. Like, are they afraid? Do, do they just stop caring? Because this team, if they actually cared and actually put in some effort and executed and didn't let teams get back into it, this team could easily be eight and five instead of six and seven i mean if you think about it you win the bulls game you win the Cavs game boom eight and five just like that like how does jason tatum not take over the game against that Cavs team seriously and i understand he's in a shooting slump but like how much longer are we going to accept the fact that as of right now jason tatum is not a top 15 player in the league i have no problem saying that because he's not he's not playing like it at all, in any way, shape, or form. Sure, he's rebounding the basketball very well, which is very helpful, and we appreciate that. 
But like Jason Tatum right now is not a top 15 player. If he cannot help his team beat the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road while Denzel Valentine or Valentine, however you pronounce it, is on him. If you want to be a top 15 player, you got to play like you want everyone to like just drool over you and just take over basketball games and win them and make shots and get to the free throw line and be tough. And I understand Tatum's probably exhausted. Jason Tatum has played so much basketball. And I know during the summer, I talked about how I didn't want Jason Tatum to play for Team USA. And I, I'm happy that he got his gold medal and all that. But you got to tell me right now that he doesn't look exhausted. And that's because of the amount of basketball that kid has played over the last two or three years. FIBA, the bubble, how far they went in the bubble. I mean, the, they made the Eastern Conference Finals, what, three out of four years? Tatum was a part of all of them, if not most of them. And then you go play FIFA, you go play in the Olympics. I, I, there's way too much basketball under this kid's skin right now. And it's awesome. He's got plenty of experience, but it's just not working. Kid's exhausted. It's it's insane. But, like, he has to step up here at some point. And it, you have to help your team win a game. We can't be relying on Dennis Schroeder. And I understand Jalen's not there and Jalen's there. Maybe it's better for him and all that stuff. But, like, come on, dude. Better patter. Let's get at her. Win a basketball game for us. Especially when it counts. When you have a 19-point lead and you're on the road with three minutes left to go. and You have 15 minutes left of basketball to play. You've already played more than half the game. You've played 21 minutes. No, more than 21 minutes. Tim, do some math. It was like 33 minutes of basketball you've already played. And you're destroying them. Finish them. Ugh. Anyways, let's get instead instead of the week. Hit the music. And now, it is time for the Celtics stud. And the Celtics dud. Of the week. Okay, stud and dud of the week for episode 140 of the Banner Banter Podcast. The stud of the week, not a, any surprise here in any way, shape, or form. Dennis Schroeder, a.k.a. German Rondo. F- first off, the scoring load he has taken since Jalen Brown has been out with his hamstring in- injury. And by the way, Jalen Brown should be back this week. I don't think he's going to be playing against the Cavs tonight, but he should be back Wednesday against the Hawks, which is obviously a great thing for this team for sure because the, the Hawks are a very talented team. They're not playing like it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, you know, Dennis Schroeder has saved this team more than I think any of us have realized since Jalen Brown has been out. I mean, you could argue it's almost hurting Tatum's rhythm a bit, but I I don't think we're going to do that right now. But this is what you were hoping Kemba Walker was going to be. This is the point guard that maybe this team has needed the last few years. Confident, quick, gets to a spot, has no problem. There were a couple times in the Pucks game where Dennis Schroeder like, could have swung the ball to Tatum and went, nah, I'm good. And, like, that's just crazy to me. Now, there are some times where he has some brutal, brutal turnovers. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God. They're so bad sometimes. They really and truly are. But in the last three games, 86 points, 10 assists, 15 rebounds, didn't miss a free throw all week, shot over 50% from the floor in all three games. Dennis Schroeder was absolutely fantastic. He's the reason why they won that Bucks game, even though that shouldn't have been the case with Giannis and Middleton out. But whatever, Dennis Schroeder was absolutely fantastic all week long. You, you wish he could have probably done more in the fourth quarter against the Cavs. 
you know, to close out a 19-point lead, but they couldn't do it. But Dennis Schroeder against the Raptors, against the Bucks, against the Cavs, fantastic job this week. Stud of the week, and I hope it can continue. With Jalen coming back, can Dennis Schroeder still get others involved? I mean, 10 assists over three games as a point guard, probably need a little bit more, but 86 points, shooting over 50% from the field for every game, something you wish Jason Tatum could do. Am I right, or am I right? The dud of the week is tough because it definitely wasn't Rob. Rob is growing up right in front of our eyes, and I love it. It wasn't Al Horford minus a quick stretch in the Bucks game where he took like three three-pointers in a matter of two minutes. That ain't it. Marcus played okay. I mean, he played very well in that Bucks game, but then he made another dumb, dumb foul at the end of the game. He reached in on Garland. Garland hit two free throws, and Schroeder missed a, a, a good look. Not a great look, but a good look at the end of the Cavs game to miss it. Romeo had a couple good games this week. I'll... I have no problem admitting that. He played well. Neesmith didn't play enough. Peyton didn't play enough. Josh Richardson was in and out of games being hurt. Jalen was hurt. Ennis Cantor ain't getting any minutes. Jabari's whatever. I can give it to Tatum again, but, you know, he shot 12% from three against the Cavs, but he's rebounding the ball so well. Almost had a triple-double versus the Raptors. So I think just, like, by default, uh, I think I'm just going to give it to number 12. He did start versus the Cavs the Cavs and he scored 11 points you know very impressive to fill in for Al Horford that way but yeah the dud of the week is just number 12 just because yeah let's do that all right let's preview the upcoming week for the Boston Celtics the four games that they have this week two on the road two at home tonight 7 p.m. against the Cavs if you're listening on Monday if you're listening on Tuesday sorry to waste your time here the Hawks game uh, Wednesday in Atlanta at 7.30. Lakers are in town at TD Garden on Friday at 7.30, and then they have the second night of a back-to-back. Oh, literally two home games in a row. Very rare, but more you're seeing it more and more often in the NBA against the Thunder, 7.30 at TD Garden. The Cavs game tonight, I mean, if you're listening on Monday, once again, I mean, the Cavs will not have Kevin Love or Markkinen uh, yeah, uh, due to COVID. It's, it's pretty simple. Everything you did, in the last 15 minutes of the game, don't do it again. Seriously. That's all that I have to say about the preview of the game because that was just so frustrating to watch. A good group of basketball players with a coach that I feel like is getting better and better. The defense this past week was very good against the Raptors. And it was uh, against the Bucks. It was kind of like watching the first week or so of basketball, which was a little frustrating, if we're going to be honest. The defense kind of like went back to their old ways. But then the defense was very good against the Cavs. So again, this team just needs to be more consistent, and I'm just running out of patience with it. But they got to stop being lazy on defense. Don't allow open shots. No second chance points. There's, It's a winnable game, and they should come out so angry. So angry and so pissed off. So they better do that. The Hawks. The Hawks game on Wednesday, 7.30 in Atlanta. They've been a huge disappointment this year. I mean, currently 5-9, and nine, they were projected to be a top 5 seed in the East, and they're just not playing like it. I understand that they beat the Bucks the other night. Uh, Trey Young dropped 42 points. But before that, they lost six games in a row. They went on a West Coast road trip. They lost to the Warriors, the Jazz, the Nuggets. You name it, they lost to them. So I understand the tough stretch. They just lost DeAndre Hunter for about eight weeks due to a wrist injury. Cam Reddish started off the year for them pretty well, but he's kind of fallen off, but still a very good and tough defender. They'll probably put him on Tatum or Jalen. Uh, depending on if Jalen plays or not. So that'll be interesting. But the Hawks are one of the better rebounding teams in the league. And you'd actually be surprised at how well the Celtics are rebounding the ball this year too. And they've been, but it's just, they've been giving up so many second chance points. 
And this is a this is a Hawks team that you cannot give up second chance points to. And I understand that they're struggling right now, but this is a team where with a long rebound or a tap out and a quick swing, you're having open three pointers for Herter or Bogdanovich or Trey Young. That ain't it. This is going to be one of those games where Rob and Al have to have to be the best big guys on the floor. John Collins, obviously very good. Clint Capella, one of the better centers in the league. I'm not saying he's like Embiid or Jokic. I'm just saying he's one of the better centers in the league. And the Hawks have the third worst defensive rating in, in the league. So the Celtics have to take advantage of that. And if Jalen Brown does come back, hopefully they do take advantage of that for sure. And then Friday, the Lakers game. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my, my, one of my favorite days of the year. I hate the Los Angeles Lakers with every ounce of my mind, body, and soul. I hate the Lakers more than any sports team on the planet. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. And I hope we crush them. I hope we beat them by five million quintillion points. Oh, I hate the Lakers. LeBron James will be out for this one. I believe his abdomen injury is still bothering him. I know he's doing like individual workouts, but I think I saw on Twitter the other day that Frank Vogel said he hasn't done any contact yet. So I'm going to predict that LeBron James is going to be out, but watch him show up and drop 50 right on me. Guarantee. Guarantee. See, this Lakers game is going to be interesting. As much as I hate them, it's going to be interesting. Both teams have bottom 10 defenses. Both teams have top 12 no, hold on. Did I say that right? Oh, no. What what was the stat that I saw? Oh, no. They both have bottom 10 offenses, but top 12 defenses. Yeah, that's it. So they suck on offense, but they're good on defense. So it should be a fun game. But, I mean, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, Kent Bazemore, uh, that Horton Tucker kid. This This Lakers team is deep, and they have experience. It's also the second night of their five-game road trip. And Schroeder better turn the fuck up for this game. I want Schroeder to drop 40. I need Schroeder to be like, yes, I'm stupid for turning down all that money, but you should have tried a little bit harder to keep me because I'm now a point guard for the Boston Celtics and I'm dominating you. So, um, I mean, this this game should be fun to watch. Smart versus Westbrook. Rondo versus German Rondo. Tatum versus Mello. Anthony Davis versus Rob Williams. Like, this should be a fun basketball game. It just better end with the Lakers losing and crying purple and gold tears, purple and yellow tears, whatever it is. But that game will also be on ESPN, too. So, not ESPN, too, but it will be on ESPN, T-O-O. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I. But here's the thing. I want this game to be chippy. I really do. I, I, I want both teams to hate each other again because... They only hated each other when KG and Kobe were around. Kobe always hated the Celtics. Paul Pierce always hated the Lakers. Like, I need that rivalry back. I need it. I need it right now. But I want a Noompa Loompa now, Daddy. Uh, and then the final game of the week, Saturday, TD Garden, 7.30 p.m. against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, this should be a win. Simple as that. They're not a good basketball team. They do have some talent. You know, Shea Gildress, Alexander, one of the best young stars in the league. He can go off for 40 any night he wants to. I'm a big fan of Darius Baisley, even though he only shot 15% from the field the other night. That was kind of embarrassing. Uh, Dort's a really good player as well. They, do, they don't do a lot of good things, but you also have to take them a little seriously as well. Like, you, you don't take the Orlando Magic seriously. You don't, because they're not good. The Thunder can beat you. They can't. No questions asked. They can beat you. 
But if you can continue to bring the defense like you have been over the last five or six games, minus the Bucks game, and make shots at home, especially on the second night of a back-to-back, it should be an easy win. Wow. That was quick. I'm done. Yeah, that's it. Episode 140. Banner Banter Podcast. In the books. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Everyone's support. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And if you're at TD Garden for any of the home games coming up, I think they, I think the Celtics are playing like their next, uh, after the Hawks game, I, I believe if I've memorized the schedule correctly, I, I believe after that Hawks game on Wednesday, they have like four or five straight home games. So if you're there, Section 315, come on by, say hello. Would love to chat some Celtics hoops with you. Thanks for all your support as always. Uh, Thanks to all the veterans. Veterans Day was the other day. Thanks to those who are currently uh, protecting our country and the ones who did it well before I was even around. Uh, Thanks so much. Uh, you know, next week's going to be Thanksgiving week. I'll obviously have an episode out next, next Monday, episode 141. And that's it. I'm going to shut up and stop talking. Have a great week. Toodles and noodles, X's and O's. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.